It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Sunday Wrap Podcast. Uh, we finally managed to uh, wrangle Austin into joining his own podcast. So, Austin, wel- welcome back, mate. I think it's the first time since March. Yeah, good to be back. I mean, apart from two weeks ago, but yeah. No, that doesn't count. Ah, oh, it doesn't <laughs> count? Yeah, okay. No, he had no, to be here no. after a Panthers win. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Two Panthers wins, no surprise, he's back on the books. Ryan, how are you, mate? How, how the hell are you? Are you, are you uh, have you been taking lots of fluids, getting ready for your Bucks party this coming weekend? Yeah, I'm a little bit uh, a little bit scared there. Uh, luckily, it's coming on a week where there's no head-to-head matchups. We're going into the uh, the last and final bye week, so that's, that'll be yep. nice. I can let my hair down. Um, but, yep. yeah, a little bit disappointing around the rugby league with all these blowouts, but no, looking forward to next weekend mm. at least. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been a return of PVL ball in a way, and mm. uh, it started out ominously on Thursday night with uh, Nico Hines just absolutely demolishing the Dragons with the assistance of his 16 teammates. Um, it really was Nico Hines with a 94-point spread. And, I mean, it was some, I saw something like 97% of people in the top 1,000 captain Nico Hines, which turned out to be the right decision. But it also turned out that there was a couple of other options this week. Um, but, yeah, obviously he, you know, not much more to say there aside from, you know, he's good at football and, we're we're praying as overall coaches that he doesn't make the blue side this weekend. Yeah, what do you think, Osto? Is he going to be? Is he in your blue side? Nah, he's played far too well to be in the blue side. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Nice, nice. Norse. The thing is, like, Luai actually, you know, obviously we'll get here, and I, I find it hard complimenting Luai, but he actually had a really good game on the weekend. Um, and he's obviously going to be there for the foreseeable future, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to just lob Hines in there for a random game three. So I, I'm of the thought that he's not going to be there, but um, I suppose we'll we'll find out in 24 to 48 hours. I don't know exactly when the Blues... You said ne- they used to name the teams on the Sunday and now that they've changed it to the Tuesday, giving themselves an eight-day camp, which doesn't make a lot of sense given how shit they are. You'd think they want more time, not less. But um, <laughs> uh, outside of Nico Hines being awesome, Jack DeBellin's still going well, 56 tackles in 65 points. Uh, sort of, you know, a, a, a quintessential Jack DeBellin game really a talakai with a big score obviously lots of attacking stuff in here um tyrell sloan randomly throwing up a 60 with uh, a try two try savers and you know a lot of running meters uh we obviously highlighted him as possibly you know getting down to basement price i mean a cash cow again but he sort of arrested that and is now heading well and truly in the opposite direction um but he's going to be an interesting option for anyone looking for a wing fullback for next week um, we'll probably, you know, save that if it's something, you know, if we're, if we're, if we're desperate, um, boys, one player I was a bit disappointed with is Britton Nicaray here who gets two tries, but only puts up a 53, um, with five missed tackles and an error and 73 running meters. Uh, I, 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 it's all, so obviously putting up a 53 point score boys is, is certainly no cause for alarm, but I mean, given the options now, you know, we've been looking at Nicaray. Papali'i and Bateman, um, 
how I mean, Austin, starting with you, mate, how do you rank those players for somebody looking for uh, an option this coming week? Um, I'll go Bateman first, then Papalili, then Nikora, just because Bateman might get DPP, and like we'll see that after next week. And he's got that 80-minute lock roll. I wouldn't be too worried about him getting pulled off early this game. They were just getting spanked, and there was no point in just having him out there so he could get injured and not affect the result. So he just got pulled off. And then Papalili's just got that um, that boom factor that I don't think Nakora has. Nakora's just been really solid all year, but even then, I don't think he's ever posted like an 80-plus. But I think yeah, the answer was it... to just keep Preston, to be honest. Well, yeah, I mean, that... In hindsight, <laughs> for uh, for everybody who that jumped off hind, uh, jumped off Preston and and the the few and the proud that that managed to hang on to him. Uh, moving further down the list here, Lomax, pretty good score. Trialist forty six is what you want to see from a center. He's a really interesting option for those looking for a center. Um, baby hands, pretty poor week here. Little seems to have not kicked on with uh, what we would have been hoping from him. Jaden Sullivan, quite weak, which is understandable in a in a smashing, and that's probably it. Ryan, any additional comments here on this Dragons versus uh, Sharks game? No, it's uh, pretty pretty quiet fantasy wise, I guess. Like the only players you really want to have in this game are probably Hines, DeBell, and Nicker, and maybe Lomax. Um, other than that, I, yep. yeah, I think we're safe to move on. Cool, great, all right. Um, so we move on to um, the mud pit in Auckland. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe, yeah, like this is just such a disappointing, that was like, if you said to me, like, how do you ruin a really awesome game, which this would have been in in good conditions, that's that's how you do it. Uh, Obviously, the Waz are used to playing, you know, dry track footy, um, and and it was shown in this game. Torhu Harris top scored with a 63 in 71 minutes, 51 tackles and 120 metres. Bread and butter tour, who that's that's what you want to see. Jackson Ford with a nice sixty plus fifty tackles off the edge. He you know, he was good, but I mean the time for his fantasy relevance has probably passed. Um boys, the one that I want to keep an eye on for the future here is Cam Murray. And Ryan, I mean, he's only really adjusted his price by, you know, let's call it five K, should be six hundred and fifty five or thereabouts coming to he's not we're not gonna see him again until round twenty one. Uh, but you know, uh, future projection wise, is he somebody that you're looking to target at that price, or is he somebody that's like he's been so bad this year, and you know, another buy in round twenty six, you're just not going to bother. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I'm leaning towards like obviously we were steering people strongly away from him this week, given that he was going to miss round nineteen, round twenty, and round twenty six. Uh, so, like, yeah. you, realistically, you couldn't look at him until the very earliest until round twenty one. Even then, I'm not too sure. Um, I think, if, especially if you're a head-to-head player, you probably want one bunny max. And for me, I'm sort of got my eye on Latrell Mitchell when he returns yeah. and once he, uh, you know, levels out that price, that break even a little bit, target him for the finals because I, I just think he offers a little bit more of an advantage compared to say Cameron Murray when we've got, you know, Haas, Yo. Uh, oh. to Bellin, Horsburgh. Like, we've got this abundance There's of... There's so many middles, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, uh, I'm just not really in the market, especially for a guy that's not much better than the guys around him when you can say compared to Latrell Mitchell, who's not that much more, at least won't be much more after one game back. Um, 
and just yeah, he's compared to what, like considering what he did in the early parts of the year. If he can do that for the run home, like he's yeah, he's a, he'll be a big advantage over you know, say yeah. like a Dream Buller or a Nick Meany, for example. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I think he's uh probably the top one in the position, uh, and Murray certainly is far from that this year. Mm. Uh, moving down, Adam Fanua Blake probably disappointing game. Demi Cook, you know, late swap to the bench. He did. You know, fairly well, all things considered, and given the circumstances. Um, but obviously not what you wanted to see because he's now going to miss 19 and 20. And, you know, obviously for anyone that doesn't have him, he's uh, an interesting buy option as well in 21. And he's probably one of those ones where, like, you know, if you got Harry Grant and Robson, it's like, do you really need a third, you know, hooker who's kind of underperforming? And, you know, they, they spoke – in the preseason about having Cook not play 80 minutes every single week and then he started playing 80 minutes every week. But with Saliva Havili back, Austin, do you think that we might see, you know, this that this could possibly be the end of the 80-minute Cook this year? I think it might be. He's getting he's getting on in age and he's just getting tired. You can just tell he's just not running as much mm-hmm. anymore. He's missing more tackles, making a bit more sloppy errors. And I don't think there's any reason for them to – make him play 80 when before there was a reason. But I think Arvili is probably what they want to fill in there and take the sting out of the game, kind of like Penrith was doing with Kenny and Coruscant last year. And then they'll just have Cook come on and play 60 minutes through the middle. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny. I saw a like, meme a couple of weeks ago. It was like, you know, the difference between how people talk about people who are in their early 30s as athletes versus like regular people. They're like, oh, you're in your early 30s, you're in the prime of your life, you know, the world's your oyster, and it's like that someone in their early 30s that's an athlete, they're just like, oh, you know, it's a miracle this guy's still playing and, and <laughs> able, yeah, to, he's got able to compete. Stick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they speak about Damien Cook like he's like bordering on needing to be in an old person's home. He's that <laughs> old. And it's like he's a year younger than me, and I'm like, oh, okay, like, yeah. Um, now, outside of that, the only other obviously fantasy relevant stuff here is Sean Johnson and Chancey Cookstar both not performing well in a beating in bad conditions. But you know, it's you know, Sean Johnson's been making his hay on uh try assists and running the ball and all that sort of stuff, which he didn't really get an opportunity to do this game. So, I think we just uh give him a pass and, and move on to next week. Yeah, I think so. And uh, can we also just pour one out for the points chasers, the people that jumped on Dallab? <laughs> This week after the 92. Oh. <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob killed him. He, killed him. <laughs> yeah, the, he gave him yeah, brains. Rob praised him. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Rob praised him, so he went crap. <laughs> yeah, you got to stop using your powers for bad, Rob. you got to use them for good, mate. You can't keep doing this. Moving on to the Panthers, who, you know, looked extremely shaky against the Storm, but, you know, came home extremely strong and, and got the job done. Isaac Tungo... Top scores here with a 76. Obviously, he seems to be one who, like, obviously he's been good for fantasy last year. He's been good for fantasy this year. He's averaging in the mid-40s. Two tries here. Very busy. If the Panthers come home with a wet sail, he's obviously going to be, you know, an interesting pod option. But I just find it really hard to invest in centers who are playing at center. Um, But I think he's, like, a floor-ceiling solid option. You're our Panthers man. Osto, you uh, you know, do you feel that Ozek Togo could be a, a pod for the centre for the run home for fantasy, or is he just good for you know actual footy? I think I think it's a bit like 
if you, if you got him, keep him. If you don't have him, don't trade to any more. Like a lot of people needed cover this week, but I don't think you want to have three expensive centers. You want to have two expensive ones, like a Manu and a Lemu or a Penasini, and then you just want to have a shitty one like Chris that you just break glass in case of emergency. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, there'll be a few people that'll be raging on Lemuelo this week, I'm absolutely sure. So um, obviously we're going to tackle the tide of questions on Tuesday. Uh, but it is going to be, you know, an interesting one to see if people decide to uh, to hang strong there or um, look for a pod. And, and Tungo is going to be firmly in the sights for particularly for head to head players. Obviously, he's not going to play next week, so he's uh, you know, he's not going to be in consideration for overall. Uh, outside of that, we got Nass, big uh, <laughs> quote unquote try, <laughs> and then he spent uh, twenty minutes before he got subbed off, looking like he really needed to be subbed off, and I don't really understand why they didn't do it sooner. Um, I think that could have been part of the reason why they struggled because he was just absolutely gassed old Nass out there on that edge. Uh, Ryan, did you end up jumping on? I think Lucy got on the Nass train, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she got on in uh, round 16 when he was crap, but he's been good since then. So, yeah, no, good. He's finally yep. uh, kicking on, making a little bit of money. I, I don't know. Uh, I know... Austin was the earliest adopter of the Naz train, and it was a bit rough for a while. Are, are you still a board mate? Are, are you still? Are you happy now? Yeah. Or what? Yeah, I'm still a board. I weathered the. I've, I've weathered the the uh, the storm, and I'm I'm reaping the rewards now with the sunny the sunny stuff. But to say that he has only oh, scored two tries in two games, so I wouldn't be going anywhere near him. No, he's certainly not a buy. Uh, but if you had him, you're pretty happy. Um, Harry Grant also doing good things, 59 with a try. You probably would have been hoping for 59 tackles and a try. You probably would have been hoping for more points than 59. But, I mean, the Panthers are a tough team as well. So you sort of you take a 59 at the same time. Munster also sort of bit of a bounce back. He's still, you know, leveling, leveling out his break even. And he's going to be a really interesting option. Although we'll, uh, we'll dive into a better selection later on in the podcast. Uh, you know, I'm sure you... For anyone that listened to the Tuesday episode, you know where I'm heading with that. We'll, we'll just put it in the put it in the holster for now. Um, yeah, Luo was great in this one. Um, yeah, there's not a lot fantasy wise that I want to be owning in these two teams outside of the, you know, the top assets. You know, Harry Grants and Isaiah Yo's of the world. Isaiah Yo got his worst score in recent memory. Yeah, I think like two years or something. Two or three yeah, years. Yeah, so some complaining. Yep. <laughs> Dylan Edwards also poor. Nick Meany poor. Um, Xavier Coates actually was, you know, decent considering he didn't get a try. All up. You really didn't want to have too many players in this game. And um, so I guess, I guess you know, moving moving forwards with this, we're, we're moving on. Like I'm probably going to be moving on from Nick Meany this week. Uh, I'm going to be moving on from James Harris in the – very, very short term. Uh, if uh, Horsburgh is named for State of Origin, it'll be this week. But if not, it'll be, you know, shortly following this week. Um, yeah, that's probably it. You really only want Harry Grant and then, you know, Nathan Cleary and Isaiah Yo out of these two teams. That's probably the extent of my fantasy interest in this. Does anyone have any strong objections to that? Not really. No, maybe Edwards will go a bit better when Cleary's back, but yeah. Yeah. Now, moving on to some more fantasy fruitful stuff here. 
The Raiders up against the Titans. Joseph Tarpane, 84 points in 59 minutes, six tackle bus, 177 metres, offload, turnover tackle, no tries. Is he back, Ryan? He's really thinking about this one. Yeah, he doesn't want to upset Ricky. He doesn't want to upset the balance. Yeah, hit the unmute button, brother. No, he's gone. All right. No, he's what gone. do you think right, about I'll take this one? What do you think about Tarpany? Yeah, he looked back to his best. I think so. He had three offloads to hand, no missed tackles. He was just rampaging through the middle. It was just a bit of a game that played to his strengths. It was just a bit more up the field, and he just he just got a bit more of those winding up runs instead of that like first off the ruck and then playing a ball playing role. I don't know if that's because he was playing in the prop role or like old number eight, whatever, same thing. But I don't know if that helped at all. He did get an extra 10 minutes because Solo got immediately knocked out. But I don't know if that would have, like, it's still though, 84 and 60 minutes without a try or a line break is still pretty crazy. But Mm. he just looked like he had the offload back. He was taking some wind-ups with some steps. So hopefully he's back as a long-time holder. I pray that he's back. Yeah, I know uh, Tiffany's head-to-head team's been enjoying the Tarpany scores of late. So, yeah, for overall coaches, anyone that's got that's looking for a, a middle uh, for round nineteen, he he could be an interesting one. Um, Ryan, have we got you back now, mate? No, he's oh, I think I might be a little bit robot. You're in. No, you're in. You're good. I am okay. All right, sweet. Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. No. You. 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 You're on the. You know. We've. We've gone on the Tarpany now. We're. We're moving on, mate. We're moving on to David Fafita. Eighty points in eighty minutes with a Even try. Better. I know you like talking about Dave Fafita. Eight tackle bus, one hundred eighty meters. Uh, he's obviously going to play State of Origin three and then be a, a high value target for both head to head and overall players moving forward. He's. You know. We're talking about price drops. He's. Uh, you know, he's actually going to make money, um, but like probably only 1K or, or stabilize and be a really interesting option for uh, for round 20. Um, yeah. Any, I guess the question is, is there any reason not to actively target him as a elite fantasy asset? No. Well, I guess the only, the only holdup would be round 20 if he potentially gets a, a rest or move to the bench again. But, I mean, that's a question for after game three, see how he pulls up. Uh, but so obviously didn't slow him down after game two, did after game one. But yeah, for the for the run home, he seems like a must have. I've I've been fortunate enough to have. Sure. No, we just lost nope. him. Lost him again. I don't think the backing up even affected him. I think it was that the game back after Origin one. I think he had delayed concussion system symptoms, and then he was out the week yes. after. So that might have been why he got the fifteen minutes or the like the the 15 and 30 or something and then was out. Yeah, no, he's just he's been like awesome this year. Obviously, a couple of lower scores. He's got that 15 in there sort of dragging his rolling average down, but outside of that it's 83, 74 and 73 tries. He's you know, he's really arrested that early season try uh, you know, shortage. Um so a positive yeah, regression, mate. Yeah, he's had some positive regression except we didn't pick it up beforehand. He just he just did it. Um, outside of that, Horsburgh, Fasu Mala Aoi, Hudson Young, also really good. All three of them, you know, big scores. All three 
probably participating in State of Origin, Ryan. We're going to see a debut for the the big red fire truck this week. Yeah, it seems pretty likely, doesn't it? Uh... No, he's so excited he couldn't speak anymore. Yeah, I think we fast. will though. I think we will, given the yeah, uh, just another one. But um, luckily, this is the one week where it's probably oh, not too much about. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be either uh, it's either gonna be him or Christian Welch, you would think. Uh, and you know, being that it's a dead rubber, it seems a, an obvious easy time to debut a guy who's just been playing out of his mind. So yeah, we'll see him. Obviously, Fodder Waker as well. Big minutes, big score, good stuff. He's been great. Um, Tanner Boyd, sort of pretty good score. You'd be happy with him in your seventeen. You know, week to week, most weeks. Timiko is fine. Forty-two with a try, I guess is is okay. It's nothing to write home about. We had a late withdrawal of uh, Philip Sami and um, Seb Chris got twenty-one with a try, which is super duper annoying. But you know, you don't really want to be playing him on a week to week basis. Yeah, twenty-one with a try. I was just looking at his recent scores. Every other time he's got a try, he's gone forty plus. So he just couldn't get into the game, or I don't know, he just didn't want to play. It's super yeah. frustrating. He's like Brad Abbey, but nobody's worked out he's bad and they just keep playing him there. It's, it's really weird. No, but so, we know he's bad. It's just Ricky's the coach, that's all. Yeah, no, that makes sense. All right, mate. This, uh, this next game here, uh, Cowboys 74 versus Tigers 0. Um, I was actually, you know, sitting out at dinner, minding my own business, not actually watching this game. I assumed the Cowboys would win. I didn't think they'd win like this. This is just an absolute demolition job. 101 points for Scott Drinkwater, two tries, five try assists, four line break assists, a line break, three tackle busts, four offloads to hand, 230 metres and 80 kick metres. This was a display in fantasy points accruals from Scott Drinkwater. He was just an absolute weapon. He was everywhere. Um, Really should be the New South Wales number one, but won't be because reasons. Um, and just, you know, the Cowboys obviously took very personally the fact that they got beaten so badly by the Tigers a couple of weeks ago and just decided to absolutely demoralize them, not only the Tigers that are currently in the team, but their children and their grandchildren. This is just an absolute demolition job. And it was the, I think it was the biggest win since 1935. Wow. So comfortably the yeah. biggest win in the modern era. Yeah, yeah. So the two... Biggest losses outside of this, like the two only two worst losses, both were the Bulldogs, believe it or not, um, that lost by like 85 and 90-something points respectively. But, yeah, since 1935, this is the biggest winning margin of any team. And to do it to nil is just awesome as well, and the Tigers just absolutely terrible. Or it must be said, Sean Bloor getting a 51. <laughs> with, like there was a, somebody, I can't remember which intern it was. It might have been intern Dale. It was. It was, was that. Yep. Was asking about Sean Bloor a couple of weeks ago, and we we're like, no, no, no. He got a 50 somehow in this. We're, we're standing behind the goalpost for 40 of the 80 minutes and still managed to accrue a 50, which is impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, fantasy wise, it's hard to take something out of this because there were so many just offloads and tries and, you know, ball out of play. But I mean, the Tigers' fantasy assets kind of did the best they could with what they had. Isaiah Popoli'i with a 44, and um, Jake Simkin with a 38, Stafford Toa 39, 
the Cowboys were, you know, for fantasy, probably outside of Scotty, disappointing, I guess, with um, Robson only able to accrue a 36 and 80 minutes because there's no tackling to be done. Uh, and then Bateman getting yanked uh, with 25 minutes to go. Uh, I think, Ryan, you said it was he, – he only got back from England on Wednesday, so probably not surprising. Yeah, he went over to England for the bye, so, yeah, probably not the <laughs> – he only had the captain's run before playing, so, yeah, probably not – the biggest surprise, mm. given the result as well, probably best to put him on ice for a week or for you know yeah. a half the game. I mean, this Tigers team looks like they don't train at all, though, so I guess the captain runs probably one more <laughs> training session than they normally get in. It's just absolutely diabolical. I've never seen anything mm. like it. Um, Luciano Lelua obviously got a try, but reduced score with, with less minutes. And, guys, one player we need to actively put on the watch list is Ruben Cotter, who's going to be down in the mid-500s. Uh, he's he's going to buy in round 19 and then, you know, for round 20, he's going to be a player that's going to be essential for the Cowboys for the run home. And, you know, he's obviously a better player than 550K or whatever he's going to be. He's probably going to have another big break even um, and one to keep an eye on. But, um, you know, I'm looking at, you know, he's going to have a mid-60s break even again and be in the five, like, you know, 550, you know, range. So he's he's one to keep an eye on. Uh, Bullard disappointing, but I mean that that'll happen in a in a drubbing. Um, and I mean it's probably it's, he's going to be a, a number for round nineteen, which is you know probably the deciding factor between him and Nick Meany. So, any anyone want to talk about this game? It's not me. I feel like I spoke a lot of, about this game. Ah, uh, the Juggernaut's yeah. back, baby. The Juggernaut's back. Yeah. They're just playing well, aren't oh. they? They just like flick the switch. Which is still concerning, though, because good teams that stay up for a long time, just they just do it all the time. They don't need to be told to like flick a switch, but they still look like they're back, which is good. It's exciting. Here's a question for you, boys. Yeah, can the Cowboys be the team that bucks the, uh, you know, you've lost a game by 50, you know, you've put on 50, you can't win the grand final. Could this be the team that, that ruins the joke on Twitter forever? Yes. Oh, I hope so. I'm so sick of that joke. <laughs> so sick of they it. definitely could be. They definitely could be. Yeah. Oh, man. Tommy Dearden. Is Tommy Dearden like the most, like, he, he would have to be up there with the biggest recruitment disasters of all time. Is he? Oh, uh, I mean, he wasn't playing that well, but no one could have played well in that Brisbane team in 2020. No one could have. That's what I mean. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's a disaster. They let, it, they let him go to get Brody Croft who then immediately oh, got yeah, ejected in the Super yeah. League. And Tom Dearden's now Tom Dearden's now going to be the 5'8 for State of Origin in Game 3 with Munster at fullback. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it's great. That's, yeah. It's scary. Yeah, just, it's scary. He's very good. Yeah, and once once Cherry Evans goes, it's just going to be Munster and Tom Dearden with Reese Walsh at the back for the foreseeable future for New South Wales. It's just, you know, the stuff of dreams. <laughs> yeah, you mean nightmares or yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. <laughs> nightmares. Yeah. yeah, I just yeah. love, I just love him. He's just he just runs a footy. Eh? He's you know when you're like we you know when they're like talking about halves needing to get into the form and they're like oh I just wish he'd run the footy. It's you like Tom Dearden just yeah or like anyone you know like Freddie says that all the, all of the the commentators say oh just you know put your head down and run. Do you reckon someone said that to Tom Dearden one time? He like took it literally and he's like, oh, that actually worked. So he just keeps doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he he just tries he runs his like a winger. Out. Yeah. 
He runs like Charles a winger. He loves it too. Yeah. Oh, mate. Mm. Yeah. He's Queensland. Oh, yeah. He he's the anti Reese Walsh. <laughs> he's all all substance and no sizzle. That's what he is. I love him. Oh, yeah. I yeah. I might even if 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 they sold jerseys with numbers on the back, I'd buy a Tom Dearden Cowboys jersey. I love it. The love story. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next game here. The Broncos uh, at the Gabba defeated the Dolphins. Uh, we had a late switch with Kel- Connolly Lemuelu coming into the starting side. Now, I missed this one as well. Now, tell me, Felice Cafusi played 17 minutes. Did he just get knocked out or what happened there? Yeah, failed HIA. Yep, all right. Um, so, did, but was Lemuelu playing in the edge and Bromwich was playing in the middle? Or, yeah. like, how did that? Yeah. Yeah, so Lem play or started on the left edge, and then I think he he switched. No, yeah, no, he just played the whole game on the edge um, with yeah Kbron in the middle, mm. um, and then obviously Kbron moved to the edge when uh, Kafusi. Oh no, Aiken came on. That's right. Yeah, Aiken came on and played on the edge when uh, uh, Kafusi got knocked out. Yeah, right. Okay, so Lemuelu, eighty minutes on the edge, thirty tackles, and eighty-seven meters, which would have been fine had it not been for the. Negative 14 in demerits. Uh, I mean, knowing that he's actually not the bench and, you know, he's going to be an 80-minute edge back role playing center, boys, is he is he a hold? Is he a sell? You know, he's going to drop a sack of cash. You know, how are we attacking the Lemuelu situation? I think with Kafusi, obviously, he won't be playing this week given the, the stand down. Um, I think you've got to hold him now because, like, it seems pretty likely that Lemuelu is going to start this week. Um, obviously, it sucks the price drops, but... I don't think it's worth a trade, to be honest, especially coming up against the Titans too, with no, you know, origin players. Yeah, it's really unfortunate the money loss, but I think next week you get decision time, which is basically if you hold Lem Lemu next week, um, you're going to hold him for the rest of the year as your center cover because he's going to get like sub 400, sub 500, sorry, and then it's probably just not worth a trade out at all. So tough yeah, choice. I think I'm probably just going to. I think I'm probably just going to hang on to him, eh? Mm. I just, there's not really a lot of better options. No, there, there really isn't going around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll start at the top here. Payne Haas, good score. He's a elite gun keeper. You guys know that. He's going to be really, you know, actively somebody you're going to be wanting to try to look at in round 20. Uh, Valence Tafare, a big score. He's going to go up to 375. Um, has he done enough to cement a spot? Maybe Jeremy Marshall Kings allegedly. You know he's He played the entire game, but has reaggravated his shoulder and might be out for the year. Which I don't understand how those two things go together, but they do. Um, do do we have any thoughts? You know, do, what what was there? Did he did he play through it? What happened there? I, I didn't notice anything on the broadcast. Like, I, I just, yeah, I uh, just saw it this morning when the NRL physio put it out because um, apparently Wayne said in the post game that he re-aggravated it and he's going to need some time off. So, yeah, a bit of a strange one. Um, I'm not sure what yeah. that means for the hooking position going forward, like whether, you know, Cody Nicarima becomes the main hooker with mixing it up with, uh, you know, one of the other guys Ray like Stone Plath, or you know, Ray Stone. Graham. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting what they seem to do, what they do moving forward. You'd assume Cody's going to play fullback again this week with Hammer playing Origin, but yeah, mm. uh, interesting one. 
Yeah, I can't say there's too many players in Dolphins or Cow or um Broncos jerseys I'm actively looking towards. Pat Carrigan's gonna drop a little bit of money here. He's you know, he's played out on the edge, I think, for the majority of the game, or if not all of it, he's gonna drop some cash and be backing up in round twenty. He's gonna be one you wanna look at if he gets to a you know, seven hundred ish, I guess. Um yeah, that's probably it. I don't really want to talk too much about um any of these players, if I'm being honest, I mean, uh, Pierre Cura did, you know, about what we expected from him. Uh, he's you know, 30 and 80 minutes and he's kind of boring. Uh, yeah, that's probably it. Um, going on to the day, the games from today, uh, the Knights just absolutely put the sword to the Bulldogs. I don't know what's happening here. This would have been absolutely embarrassing had it not been for the, um, I mean, it was embarrassing anyway, but, you know, the, the Cowboys doing what they did to the Tigers 24 hours earlier. Kalen Ponga puts up an 89 before updates. 100% goal kicking, 11 goals, 11 kicks. He's, um, he's massive. A trialist 89, boys. That is the stuff that Beauty. wing fullback dreams are made of. Yeah, just huge. And like just in goal kicking alone, he's outscored Seb Chris, which is pretty funny. He's up to uh, 92 <laughs> after updates as well. Oh, massive. Yeah, just absolutely monster. Monstrous score. Um, you know, he's going to be, he may be, if he retains the goal kicking and the Knights sort of make a bit of a push here, he might be the, he might be the, the wing fullback one. Him, Drink Water, and Latrell might be the top three. Um, you know, being that they've all got, you know, that high, High, massively high attacking upside potential. So, um, yeah, he's fantastic. He's been an unreal buy since I got him a couple of weeks ago. He's just absolutely fantastic. Outside of that, Fitzgibbon, good score. Bradman Best, three try 86. I know Andy from Talking League jumped on Bradman Best a couple of weeks ago. He's been just absolutely lapping it up. Um, you know, he's one. He's You know, he seems to be more like a points chasing option than a, you know, gun. I think he's a couple of rungs below even the the low maxes of the world. Phoenix Crossland also big score. Marju, good score. They're going to be on a buy next week. So, um, yeah, I guess the question really becomes, you know, guys like your, you know, Tyson Frizzell's of the world, is he a keeper for the run home or are we trying to upgrade him if we still got him? Um, you know, questions like that are probably more important. Also, Adam Elliott, nowhere near as many minutes this week. Did he get injured? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't notice anything there. Maybe they just didn't really need to use him too much, I suppose, given the scoreline. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, like, uh, and Pango. Yeah, so, to be a Pango. Oh, my God. Yeah. Six points in 35 minutes for Pangai, 13 tackles and 37 metres, five missed tackles. This is a vintage Pangai bad, you know, like the, the evil Pangai game. Um, <laughs> and and also Khaled Rajab played the first 38 minutes before getting hooked. Uh, I was really looking at him as a, a wing fullback cash out option for next week. Obviously not going to be doing that now. The question, I guess, for me really becomes like, even Matt Burton, only 17 points. Paul Alamotti, he's fallen off a cliff. What is, what, what's wrong with the Bulldogs, Austin? Too much expectation. Just every year they're like, oh, yeah, it's it. this is our year. Literally, they're like the old Warriors. This is our year, and then they just fall flat every year. I don't know what it is. We think it's coaching, but it's not. They've gone through like 
three coaches in as many years. They got the highly sought after Cameron Suado and he still can't fix the joint up. So I don't know, maybe there's something down in the water over there, but something's going on because they just can't they just can't get it together. They are they have some injuries, like they've been missing Kikau all year, but like he's not really gonna change like what's mm. happening here. He's not gonna affect a game like this. This is like fundamental errors and just it's just ugh, it's just yucky. Yeah. It's vomit inducing, that's for sure. Ryan, how if you if I said to you, All right, Soraldo's out, Phil Gould's out, you're in charge of the Bulldogs, what would you do? Well, I mean, they need some more stout in the middle. Like, they just keep getting steamrolled. They've been getting steamrolled for basically months now. Um, because, like, a lot of these younger guys, like, obviously it's tough for these younger guys. They're inexperienced and it's it's showing a lot. Um, but they're also not the biggest forwards, like Morin and uh, Edwards. Like, even Pangai is, like... You know, like he's an enforcer, but he's not that big. Um, and, and like they're playing, like obviously Reed Marnie's a speed bump. They've been playing guys like Oluapu and Josh Reynolds in the middle. Like there's just there's not much go for it. Obviously, not having Luke Thompson as well for the entire year doesn't help um, in that regard. Like they just really need something in the middle. And like because that's what was happening today, basically, because they were the Knights were making like seventy meters a set. And then all they had to do was go down the left-hand side and just exploit Rajab, um, who's you know, obviously making his first ever start, um, just completely exploiting that uh, dog's right edge. Um, yeah, it's just, just really unfortunate. Yeah. A lot of lot of young players, not much experience in this side, and uh, not much in the middle either. Nah, you know when you got a. Uh, a subpar winger playing 80 minutes in the edge back row. Yeah. And Max King's your elite middle forward that you've got big problems. So, yeah, yeah no disrespect to Max King. Love him. But, um, yeah, no, it's just, it's not great areas for the Bulldogs there. Um, you know, the Bulldogs, Tigers, and Dragons are in a, a real battle to see who can be shit, the shittest at the moment. <laughs> It's it's just like and it's like a distant fourth like those three teams are just absolutely diabolical. Um, moving on to the last game of the round, Daily Cherry Evans seventy seven points. They get home against the Roosters. Two tries for Ches. Um, seven hundred fifty six kick meters. No try assists in his seventy seven. Only eleven tackles. Uh, if only somebody could have predicted that Cherry Evans was going to break his streak and, um, and you know, come back and, and provide great value at the price, boys. So, do you know anyone who, who could have identified that? Certainly not no. us. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't be us, would it? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes this game is hard and sometimes it's easy. And this is one of those times where it was easy to do. And, yeah, no, it was great. Good stuff from Ches. He's going to be, a like, a massive like neon sign flashing by round 20. Um, pretty sad to see Nat Butcher have a really good score considering I had to sell him for Homole a couple of weeks ago. But, I mean, Homole's been fine, but I would have liked uh, him to not be injured. But although he was down on the ground again and, you know, he didn't finish the game. So who knows what's happening there. Uh, Teddy, good score with a try, 300 running metres against, uh, you know, bad defences, you know, vintage Tedesco. Um, Joseph Manu, also good score. Everybody's got him, though. Who cares? 
Um, what's going on with Kalmatulangi, boys? He, you know, 49 points in 57 minutes. He's going to rest his break even. He's pretty cheap now. Um, no, there's no temptation to jump on the Tulangi train, is there? No. no he's, yeah, he's kind of in the blow basket from last week where it's just he's he's not a cash out, he's not a keeper. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just – and he's on a buy this week as well. Yep. Uh, Garrick, pretty good. Hamole, acceptable. Uh, simply big points in low minutes. It's, it's sort of not much happening. Not not much happening here, to be honest. Um, I'm scrolling for somebody fantasy relevant. Turpin. Is there any? Oh, Turp. oh Turpin. Yeah. yeah. Category one HAA. Uh, a last parting farewell to to his owners. He's going to make you know okay, and then you know be done. Hopefully, you didn't have him in your scoring seventeen with the rib cartilage stuff floating around. Ryan, did you did you start him or did you sell him or what happened? Yeah, well, I was looking at selling him to Isaiah Yo this week, but I decided to hold off on that just because I didn't really need to make the trade to win any head-to-heads. And to be honest, it only cost me, what, 20 points and Yo's going to lose like 30K or something. Um, I ended up playing Turpin just because I, I was loop, I had Meanie in my loop slot and Turpin beat him by one point. So I'm going to say that's a success. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, no, Tiff, Tiffany, I actually didn't get on the turban train. Tiffany did. Um, she moved him on for Jesse Ramian this week and started Ramian over Lemuelo. So I guess all in all, that's a net positive of, um, you know, 11 points or whatever. So, you know, it's fine. We'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens, whether Lemuelo goes back to being good or, or not. Who knows? So, also, what about you, mate? Do you get on the tarpany train? Uh, not the uh, train, the Turpin train. Yeah, no, I got Turpin four weeks ago, so I, he only had a week left because Brendan Smith is coming back, and I didn't want to get greedy, so I traded him to Heinz. So big fill up. Yeah, nice. Yes, yeah. nice. That's, that's what the people want to see. Now, nah, good stuff, boys. Um, so how do we how do we shake out? I think I'm gonna with the updates to Ponga, I might scrape a thousand, uh, which is pretty good. Tiffany's team uh, did much better. It's almost. You know, it was a thousand and eighty-five or something like that with updates with no Nico Hines, which is obviously a, a massive Huge. score, but not good enough to 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 win in the Hurt Locker. Um, you know, I was trash talking Yarn, uh, who put up a eleven twenty-five. Oh well. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, no, nah, it's just you know it was wrong. Uh, I won my uh, my other head-to-head matchups by like. Or Tiffany, I should say, Tiffany won her head-to-head matchups by a hundred points, and then got beaten by fifty by Yarn and Hurt Locker. So shout out to the members of the Hurt Locker for always providing uh, bad beats and ridiculously high scores all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm pr- I'm sitting pretty happy here at the top of the Hurt Locker, mate. Uh, Fourteen and yeah. ten, it's, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. The draw's keeping me up the top. I got. Uh, Eight, one, and seven. Although it's uh, we're on a loss, win, loss, loss, loss streak at the moment. Three so games to go. To, um, yeah, Cl- Clinton sitting yeah. in ninth. Shout out to Clinton. He's uh, he's got we, five yeah. wins in a row. Yeah, from the clouds, he was three and eight, and he's come back and he's eight and eight, and only half a win out of the uh, out of the top eight from the clouds. He, Clinton Burns, he, mate. He he's the anti dragons, mate. He's he's the people's <laughs> people's team. Clinton, poor Clinton. He's uh, you know, he's 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 our much maligned dragons friend fan. 
and he uh yeah he's obviously the dragons aren't doing very well but uh you know shout out to clinton who's uh you know he's doing great things for fantasy so that's it. that's it boys any additional comments here any thoughts i did just see something come through on our group which is if you haven't joined the group yet join the group and they're all fantasy amateurs on facebook um cory was definitely going to play for queensland and Jermaine Hopgood might be nineteenth man. Oh, nineteenth man, that's fine. He'll he'll be released to play. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, ho- yeah, horses. Uh, yeah, he's a weapon. That's good. And and shout out to Ryan, mate. This <laughs> the people are really liking the Simpsons memes coming through. Eh? <laughs> yeah, only join the yeah join the Facebook group if you like the Simpsons because we get uh, weekly memes. <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> You think one day that it's going to run out, but it just never does. <laughs> just endless content. <laughs> <laughs> you use the same one yeah, in no. like 10 different situations and still be funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like sure. Nass on an edge is golden versus in the middle. Yeah. All right, boys. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank, thanks for tuning in on your Sunday. I uh, hope you enjoyed the rap podcast and uh, finally get to hear from Austin after six months. And he certainly wasn't on here two weeks ago. Uh, no, he was actually. I was making fun of him about the Panthers. No, that's all right. I remember him anyhow. No, that's all right. No, that's all right. Also, you, you're doing a good job, mate. Just keep up the good work. Keep up the uh, – how'd you go in your articles this week? Did you Did you give good advice out or what? Yeah, not too bad. I mean – I think Gamble was Sandon Smith. He did all right. Simpkins going to make money. Yeah, they all did all right. Sell. Yeah, no, yeah, all good. All good, mate. Stand yeah, good. People good. As well as correct, correct advice. Yeah, no, yep. good stuff. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. Hope you enjoy your uh, week of podcasting. We'll be back on Tuesday night to look at TLT for round 19, the last round before we get our additional trades and hey. um, the last major buy round. So hope you enjoyed the pod. Talk to you in a couple of days. Love you guys.